Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spooked. The Improvised Scary Story Podcast. I'm Cody Crane. And no Damien, no co-host. He's lost in Europe still, and I'm here alone. But luckily, I have a fever, which is just ideal when you're sitting here with no one to have your back as a co-host and lift you. I'm just here with a cute little red nose looking like a, a nose in need that needs Puffs Indeed sponsor. Um, and... I just going through the motions of a fever dream to the point where I don't even know if I watched Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo last night or I just dreamt it completely off of memory and know exactly how that movie goes. But luckily, it's not all about me and dying here. It's about our guests. Because we have two of my favorite comedians in the whole world with their new podcast, How Can We Help? First up, we have Juno nominated for her album, Splash Pad, which you can get now. It's Jackie Pirico here. Oh, hello. So happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. But you're not here alone because we have, you may know him from Gary and His Demons, which you can catch season two on Amazon right now. It's Mark Little. What the hell's going on, Cody Crane? Oh, hell Whoa, yeah. Whoa, Mark's <laughs> cool on this podcast. Yeah, I turn up a different gear on this podcast. <laughs> Whole different personality like you've never seen before. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, how can we help. It's uh, about, as we're recording this, uh, two episodes deep, which I was uh, binging those two episodes and very much enjoying. <laughs> Uh, that's giving... the uh, that's the minimal requirement for a binge. Yeah, <laughs> two, two, <laughs> and boy, was I sweating it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may have heard our episode where we just recount uh, beat for beat the plot of Deuce Bigelow of European Gigolo. <laughs> that may have been what you were going through. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Sorry, I have no idea that there is a European one. Like, it's, it's like Lampoon's. Like, what was the first one? Juice Bigelow, yeah. male gigolo. Then yeah. there was a European one. Who was he? Who was, yeah, it's who like Lampoon's. Him? It was still <laughs> Rob Schneider and Eddie Griffin reprised their epic characters mm. be in this one. And it's actually like it was a pivotal movie in my childhood because I forced my mom to take me to it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, that's one you want to see with mom. Yeah. And <laughs> we watched as slowly every single person in that theater walked out. Oh, no. <laughs> it was only the two of us. And my mom was begging me to leave. <laughs> wow. Down to the deuce. It was her own personal fever dream. Yeah. Moment. It was. Yeah. I remember specifically, we were like, we were slowly like, Every kind of like 10 minutes, people were getting knocked off. And then there was just like one scene in that one where 15 people walked out at the same time. Um, and if you've <laughs> never seen it, it's like she's on a date with a woman with a penis nose and she sneezes and no. shoots 
come into someone's soup and then they eat the soup. Why does she have a penis nose? Because they it's had Europe, the Mark. Yeah. Oh, it's Europe. Yeah. I forgot what it's like over there. Yeah. And that it's was just a nice architecture, but there are some sacrifices you have to make to live in Europe. Yeah. And if you're going to order soup in a restaurant in Europe, that's the, you know, that's the covenant that you make. That's the risk you run. Yeah. I'll not have what she's producing. <laughs> now is, is Deuce Bigelow the one who directed uh, zero dark 30? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, near dark. Yeah. And the so, Hurt Locker, was that Deuce Bigelow? Yeah, that was Deuce. Um, really went on to great things after that. Yeah, Deuce, Making don't up. call me Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> went on to become a major tea manufacturer. <laughs> oh, is Bigelow a brand of tea? Yeah, it's a big brand of tea, actually. Well, I don't know. I don't know tea references, Jackie. Oh. Well, I wish James Hartnett was here instead of you then. Oh, okay. He knows, <laughs> now he knows that's two the things. tea. He knows two things, tea and red wine. Yeah, I knew the, I knew his wine. I could have probably inferred the tea. But what's the knowledge on Deuce Bigelow, European gigolo? Not good on his part. He'd yeah. be an embarrassment to the segment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, classic uh, segment of Spooked. <laughs> I would have loved that as a teenager. I feel like both Deuce movies came out just a little bit too late for me, but it was it would definitely have been in my wheelhouse as a teen when I was when I saw American Pie in theaters four times. Oh my goodness. That was my that was the film of the year for me. American Pie two, did you say? No, just number one. Oh, the original. The original was the original. okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like uh I uh I just grew up on these Deuce Bigelow and grew up knowing Eddie Griffin as just the funniest guy alive. He, you know, he had a rep back then. I, yeah, I wasn't in the Griffin. I feel like by the time, like I was so into Chris Tucker and I feel like people at the time were saying something like, oh, he's the new Eddie Griffin. And I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate, but I feel like I heard that once or twice. I uh, I watched uh, like a double feature of uh, Undercover Brother and John Q and just seeing Eddie Griffin in both of them and then realizing that both of them are shot in Toronto and that in one scene, he's just wearing a complete Undercover Brother outfit. Like he just ditched his wardrobe. They're like, <laughs> we got him for a second just to come in here filming oh, at the you. same time. Oh. <laughs> In John Q, he's wearing the undercover brother outfit. Oh, wow. yeah. Sharing a meal Q with Denzel so at the top serious. of the CN Tower. Wasn't John Q like, a very serious movie? Like, was he trying to save his son or? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was in a hospital oh. hostage. Yeah. Which hospital did they use? Tell me it was St. Joseph's. <laughs> oh, my God. Was no, it... you got to go to Sinai. Sinai is the best. Oh, perhaps it was Western. Toronto Ooh. Western. That's oh, I would love one. to see. Jo I would love to see John Q struggling to enter Western Hospital through the waiting room while all of the people uh, rubbed their bare bottoms on the filthy chairs outside. <laughs> and then through the windows, you can see a, a view of the funeral home right across the street, where I assume people are just carried directly from that hospital <laughs> to the yeah. funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be sucked? Would that suck to be dying in that hospital, which I'm sure a lot of people do? Um, one because it's a hospital, and two because it's—I don't think it's a very good hospital. And then, and you just look out the window at that funeral home, and be like, oh, it "Won't be long now." Wasn't there like a bump and speaker store right next to that for a while too? 
<laughs> but <with> just <laughs> like constantly playing sick beats. I think they were constantly playing like uh, dirges <laughs> <laughs> and uh, bagpipe uh, hymns. <laughs> were you looking at like the doctor ratings to know that that's a bad hospital? I think I've just in my experience there, it's just right. like kind of yeah, like Mark said, it's kind of like dingy and it's. Yeah, the the chairs in the waiting room are really held together by duct tape, and I've I've only ever had kind of like wild experiences there. Not to say the doctors are bad, but just like yeah, the amenities are a little subpar. Yeah, at least in the ER, half Mm -hmm. full snack machines. Yeah, (laughs) that's where. But they got the fracture clinic, and God bless the fracture clinic. And that's why all the Toronto boys are so familiar with this (laughs) hospital because they're all constantly fracturing it their bones playing basketball that's right that's right that's why, why i was there because my ex fractured his um a bone in his foot from from basketball yeah um yes. so i want to dive into here going mm-hmm. into some advice since you uh, give advice on this podcast yeah. uh, i know that you thought today was the, your day off for it but if you don't mind me asking some advice now that my co-host isn't here, I can uh, kind of work out our relationship through the two of you. Yeah, I mean, we should just say our disclaimer off the top, which is we're not accredited advice givers. Uh, we're not. Jackie has never taken a single day of therapy, <laughs> which, if you know her, is not only troubling because she's running an advice podcast, but also troubling on a more basic level. <laughs> Uh, I, had I have taken a lot of therapy, week. but I don't know how much of it is stuck. I had a consult this week with a therapist on the phone. You did? Yeah, but I'm not going to use her because she literally sounded exactly like Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, well, how, what do you want to address in your life? I was like, oh, no, there's no way. I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> we got so close. So close. I, I was so close. I I'm want like, you to con- talk to your inner child. <laughs> 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 this is not sustainable for me. I'm I'm not going to be able to keep from laughing. <laughs> Dracula with a bunch of uh, young nubile coeds locked up in his closet, letting them out one at a time to tell them to forgive themselves. <laughs> I want and you to also, be your own best friend. This person told me that she'd never, ever, ever done therapy before she became a psychotherapist. Oh, that's weird, right? Emphasis on the freaking psycho there. Well, that's, yeah. that's got to make you feel better about the advice podcast. Yes, it does make me feel better. And yeah. I think that we give great advice and we don't give it in a scary accent. <laughs> that's true. We give it in a good old fashioned Canadian accent. Uh-huh. You can hear the use. We talk about the CN Tower all the time. <laughs> we do talk about Murdoch Mysteries a lot. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, it's a classic, so you have to. <laughs> It's a therapeutic watch. (laughs) Yeah, but that being said, uh, how can we help you, Cody? Yeah, so I host this podcast with uh, Damien, who's typically here. Um, It's a ghost podcast, and he doesn't believe in ghosts. So how can I uh, make this man believe in ghosts after seven years of doing this? Wow, yeah, that's... um... That's a lot of kind of mental gymnastics that you have to do to co-host with him every week. Yeah, this is interesting, Jackie, because this is the first time we get to ask our advice questioner more questions. Yes, and there's no anonymity. Yeah, we can dig deeper. Usually it's anonymous, Cody, but now we can really dig into your relationship with Damien. 
So I guess first and foremost, I would ask you, why do you feel like you need him to believe in ghosts? Well, it would just be nice to um, see him have a fear of possession at all times um, to I know. I know what this is. I've felt this before. I've been in sketch groups before where I'm stressed. Really any working relationship, any group project from high school on. If one person is stressed, they feel the need to share the stress. They and but everyone else feels like they don't need to be stressed because the one person's carrying that weight. It's very difficult to have a group project where everyone is equally stressed or no one is stressed. You want Damien to carry some of the fear burden. Yeah, I don't want to be the only one worrying about ghosts nonstop every day. He's, if yeah. anything, a mirror of your own neurosis. Every time he walks around at night with the lights off, not a with care the in chains, the world. With the, what, oh, sorry, no chains, not grinding <laughs> chains. Wait, what were you, where were you taking that, Jackie? <laughs> well, I thought you meant he was walking around in the night like a ghost and scaring Cody. No, I'm saying he's blithely unaware of ghosts. And sorry, right. When Cody, when Cody sees that, he thinks poorly of himself. Cody says, ah, I'm such an idiot. I'm such a fool. I'm such a child for believing in these things. Look at Damien living his life. He he forces you to go inward in a way you don't want, Cody. Well, he does um, hit me with chains, though, in the dark as well. <laughs> OK, so. OK, I misunderstood the relationship. Jackie, take this away. <laughs> so he's preying upon your fears while being blissfully free of mm. his own fears of ghosts. Have you thought of staging a haunting or a possession on him to? Oh, that's good. To make him come around. Yeah scare him straight like I, I would, yeah i would recommend the best time of year to do this is around halloween where everything's really cheap at the dollar store and you can get a cassette of scary sounds and all kinds of cobwebs and ghosts at the very yeah. least i can put hot wax on his bed is that a yeah, ghost? i don't know if a hallmark of a ghost <laughs> i feel like that's just the hallmark of a prankster roommate <laughs> <laughs> do you want him to fear ghosts or hate you <laughs> I, I want him to fear me a little bit like he I, uh, he, I fear him, but I also to fear the ghosts too. to but not sorry, is, is hot know. wax a, a ghost hijink. Well, it's like a demonic, uh, like making the uh, pentagram or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. Remember hot that? waxes? Yeah. Well, that uh, one um, comedy place that was in the basement of a bar, they always had like a pentagram in wax. Like, what the hell are you talking about? What comedy place? It was like the open mic place. It was at the basement of a bar <laughs> and it was just like spooky in there. It was like pitch black. Uh, people would get possessed. They would just like on the, the table. There was like a pentagram with candle. Is this wax. In, in Toronto? Yeah. Um, you Mark, this is why I don't do open mics anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I think I have a time to get possessed these days. <laughs> this is such a perfect description of an open mic. <laughs> yeah, you can do comedy down there, but there's such a toll. <laughs> <laughs> the toll you have to pay is beyond <laughs> the reasonable. It sounds like, um, what was that place? It, it sounds like, like that Jack Astor's that used to be on Bloor, and it, or was it Jack Astor's? Anyway, it had a really scary, like carpeted, smelly basement. Mm. <laughs> Who's to say what it is? I will say this. I'm impressed by Damien not being scared of ghosts. I'm scared of, I because I feel like it's very easy to say you're not scared of ghosts, but then when it's nighttime and you're not in your own home, you're in like someone else's home or yeah. like, yeah, like a spooky older kind of manner. 
And when he's at other people's homes, I don't see him. So I don't know if he's like scared in other people's homes. Yeah. Could he be putting on a tough front because he feels like he has to carry the burden of fearlessness in your relationship? Oh, my God. Maybe the burden is the other way and we're not even aware of it. Yeah. Well, he does walk around with like one of those like leather caps and leather vests and like leather chaps and really act like tough around me. Yeah, I don't know if those are the hallmarks of like a tough roommate. Where is he going when he leaves? Is he mentioning a dungeon of any kind? <laughs> oh, yeah. is he going to bravely patrol the dungeons of the city? I think he goes where that used to be an open mic. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my, but yeah, my best advice to you would be either show him what it feels like to be afraid so he can appreciate your where you're standing, where you're coming from in the relationship by staging a haunting yeah or or well what's the alternative because i i come from a place of spite and pettiness and kind of vengeance um that's my most of my advice is couched in that so i would say you know like spitefully be like see isn't it scary to think (laughs) to think the way i think and live the way i live am i relying in my own summoning though or am i just playing it safe by putting a bed sheet over my head (laughs) yeah the bed sheet for sure i think i think if you're gonna go for it you go for it you dose his food you like there's nothing scarier than being high when you don't know what the source of it is and you don't know how long it's gonna last and you just make it last a long long time i'm talking like you know like heavy drugs opiates this isn't the first time we'd we've advised our our um our listeners to either dose someone else or like dose an animal or (laughs) i think you dose him and then you set up some sort of a saw situation where there's a key and he has to get the key but it's inside him and in order to get it he's got a soft part of his body or i've never seen saw but i assume it's something like that oh yeah um you know, there's nothing scarier than that. There's nothing scarier than being tortured by someone you thought was your friend while you're dosed. But will that? And I'm, yes, I'm just, yes, I'm well. quoting David Copperfield. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> the true face of fear. Yeah, I think he'll him? have some residual trauma after that. That will that will make him have a healthy fear of something. Trauma is what makes a fear. Is, is yeah. like the hiding the key in his body, though, like, is he going to believe in ghosts after that or is he just going to believe in me? Well, you've kind of given us like um, fluctuating needs here. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, he might not believe in ghosts, but he's going to ha- he's going to walk around with fear. Right. OK. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think take the fear where you can get it in this situation. Yeah. And, and if you want it to feel like a ghost and not you, just freaking put a sheet over your head while you're conducting all of these saw experiments. <laughs> I I, guess... I love horror movies, but I hate so I don't like gore. Like what is it called? Torture porn. I don't like that. Did so you I see? Seen, I haven't seen saw those. Although I I think I saw the first one, but I never saw the rest of them or like Hostel or anything like that. I like anything with porn in the title. I like torture porn. <laughs> sex porn. I like sex porn. <laughs> Classic sex porn. (laughs) Yeah. Sex porn is a good subcategory of the porn genre. (laughs) Did you ever see uh, Terrifier 2 that came out last year and made people throw up and pass out? No. Oh, Terrifier. Yeah, I did. I I saw the first Terrifier and I didn't. I wasn't huge into it. So I didn't see the second one. I I think scarier. Is it more and more? 
Well, the only difference of the second one is like the first one, they didn't have a story. And then the second one, they're like, okay, let's make a movie here. Like, uh, oh, I have just the thing for the sequel, a storyline. <laughs> and that is the true, you know, soul of fear is a story. <laughs> oh my God. Is. A tale's being told. <laughs> that goes back to Poe. Even Poe knew that. Oh, he knew it well, didn't he? Oh, there's nothing scarier than plot. <laughs> a beginning uh, and an end. A climax and a denouement. <laughs> Quote the Raven, cause and effect. <laughs> Would it have killed you to do a Raven voice there, Mark, honestly? <laughs> do you think the Raven in the Poe story was doing a Raven voice? That's not how you were hearing it? Never mind! Never mind! <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be around when you read the Raven. <laughs> On a spooky Halloween really night. Young. I was reading it really young. So I was kind of hearing it like You were that. hearing it in a raven voice? I've never heard it in a raven voice. Well, I feel sorry for you, honey. You're snoozing on it. <laughs> I only heard it in the Bart Simpson voice. Oh, yeah. Quote the oh, raven yeah. in my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of Homer wanting to strangle a raven is really funny. <laughs> Did you guys see that movie with, um, oh my God, it's new and it's with, and it's about Poe solving an actual murder with no. Christian Bale? Bale is Poe? No, this other guy who I don't know his name, but he, he's like very funny looking ind- uh, individual. It's called Was... the blue eyed, what the hell? The blue eye? I've only oh. seen that John Cusack one. I don't know that Thank one. You. But I love <laughs> I love John Q. <laughs> um, yeah, it was called like the pale blue eye or something. It ring anyway. a bell. Anyways. Um, Cody, did we help you, do you think? I, I think so, yeah. So you want me to badly bring him to pain and yeah. then therefore being the big boss of my house. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, the big like boss that. person I took creative liberty in assuming that both of you thought I would be the big boss. Yeah, I just kind of let you run you, with that. Yeah, make you this is make you the big boss. I think first and foremost, you got to dose him, and then where you take it from there is up to you. Right. So I can take <laughs> some creative liberties, you know, really just make it fun for me. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, to uh, keep on the uh, ghost train here. Um, Mark, we've asked you before, but Jackie, do you believe in ghosts? You know what? I have to say, I do believe in the, um, you know, some kind of presence of somebody that's not here anymore. And the reason I say that is because my parents live in my grandfather's house that he lived in since from the 1960s up until early 2000s. Um, and every, and I, I, we live, I grew up living in the basement apartment of this place. <clears throat> Anyways. And he was always cooking, cooking, cooking. And it was very specific smells. And every once in a while, one of my parents will come home or one of us will be in there and we'll be like, like someone's been cooking something and no one's been there. No one's been cooking something. And you can smell his very specific Italian dishes that he would make. And he's not there. It's just interesting. Gabagool. Never gabagool. Didi. Never, not a lot of baked pastas. Spaghetti bolognese. Yes. And these like buns that he would make, this bread that he would, these like sweet buns he would bake and like just these like the smell of cooking onions and no one's been cooking. It's just interesting. 
I mean, if uh, Damien were here and you can see how he haunts me, you'd talk about like sense memory or something like that. Yeah, but, um, but other family members will smell it. Like there's a corroborated experience. Oh, everyone or, at the same time. Yeah, and also he used to, like this house, like he built this house in the 60s and classic Italian guy, like over the years of kind of being bored and rattling around in there, he made all these weird updates and adjustments to it and crazy stuff. And all the doors have weird locks on them and you've always got to be careful to like not lock yourself out because <clears throat> of like the locks that he installed were zany <laughs> and a few summers ago no this is a, a while ago now but it was in while i was in university and i was like at home for the summer and I, my parents were gone and i was tanning outside wearing very little clothing <clears throat> and i got locked out i swear it was him for me like being outside not working and being like <laughs> sloth and like relaxing in the sun i got locked out of the house bare feet t big t-shirt nothing else underwear like very indecently dressed and I had to climb this really high chain link fence with bare feet and like barely wearing anything and run across the street to the neighbors who actually between us he was had had a thing going on with her when he was alive and I said Betty Betty I got locked out can I call my mom <laughs> and then I had to hang out at Betty's house and like wearing nothing until my mom drove from work to like let me back in the house I think that was him wow I was imagining just like uh, bedrooms and closets were just locking, but he, no, he like made it every door. Yes. The property is very zany. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's an amazing thing to me to be like, oh, yeah, I can make this house more inconvenient. <laughs> oh, yes, he definitely did. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was climbing that chain link fence in my bare feet, I was like cursing. I'm like, Papa, this is you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i do believe in some kind of well okay this sounds cl so cliched but that that like you know that old kind of comfort adage of like energy can be created but it can't be destroyed kind of thing i really do cling on to that because i maybe it's a fear of death for me but like i do cling on to that at least my energy will still be around to irritate my perceived enemies when i'm gone right comforting <laughs> to me <laughs> I, th I think that's where I kind of land um, as well is more of like residual energy kind of thing, um, which I've uh, compared at one point to being ridiculed on stage to um, being when you leave like a TV on for a long time paused. <laughs> and it's just like that residual image when and you it turn burns it off. in. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. Oh, that's a good analogy. Yeah, I I thank you for being the only one to ever tell me that and not to just berate me. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't want to hear about people berating you. I'll kill them. Thank you. Finally. Yeah. Can you imagine if I asked you if you believed in ghosts and you uh, both said no to and then I just was brought back to the trauma we started with at the beginning of this episode? <laughs> yeah. And also, a lot of people think that my grandmother lives on through me, like my cousins and my aunts say that. Um, but maybe this is just genetic familiarity. But like, I have a lot of things that she does that I didn't know she did, like feeding all these squirrels outside or having dangly, sparkly things spinning around, hanging from my ceiling. I don't know if you can, you can see my home. It's full of whirly gigs and tchotchkes and stuff and shiny orbs and glass. And, uh, you know, that's a way of her living on through me. 
Verna, the ghost of Verna living on through me. Maybe. That's what my grandmother's name was too. Verna? No, it wasn't. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Verna with a V? Yeah. I never hear that name. What? Yeah. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. Wow. My grandma was Verna Elmira. Name was? What, Mark? (laughs) It's going to shock you almost as much as that. What? Deuce Bigelow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Isn't that shocking? Wait, was she European? (laughs) She, she was European as descent? she was as Canadian as they come. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, she was yeah. a whore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's there is a connection there. So you must have a lot of cousins then. No, she was pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we have a story to tell. Oh, good. We all drew positions beforehand. Um, Jackie, do you want to reveal what you drew? I drew the position of the swing. Yeah, no responsibility in the story. You can be as many characters as you want. Do whatever you want, whatever you want. I love it. And I drew the celebrity. So I go to a random celebrity generator and it gives me four options. I have to appear as one of these celebrities at some point during the story. Not stricken to that character. Uh, my options are Winston Churchill, uh, Galileo, William Wallace, and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> wow! Wow! What a what a motley crew! Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's do uh, William Wallace, I guess. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> um, and then Mark. That means you got the narrator. Yes. So I go to can I get a dot com and it gives you the option of a location, relationship, or word. Which one would you like from this? Uh, let's get a location. Yeah. Uh 50 suburbs. Oh wow, that's a time and a place. <laughs> <laughs> you lucked out. Lucky. Taking boy. some liberties with the idea of a location there. Can I get a dot com? This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine, right. you know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and do- mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, 
what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly. Yeah, just open up your open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah, in bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of, like, in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Today. All right. And you're not stricken to the narrator as well. You can be as many characters as you want to. Cool. The year 1955. Uh, Eisenhower's in power. <laughs> maybe in canada and can and canada's experiencing a rush of uh families moving into the suburbs the war years are over and canadians couldn't be happier including one family the uh wallaces <laughs> william wife betty and their little daughter queenie wallace Wow, what a beautiful neighborhood. I'm so glad that we got to uh, go in here and really take advantage of this beautiful, beautiful Canadian neighborhood, the Wallaces in Canada. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, little Queenie? I can't imagine, Daddy. I oh, Wait, are we Scottish? Aren't we Scottish? <laughs> I yeah, can't it... imagine, Daddy. They were Scottish. But but Queenie was second generation, so it was up to her how Scottish she wanted to be. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Uh, Daddy, I can't even like, I can't even with this being in Canada right now. Yes, that's right. While William had an old country Scottish accent, Queenie had one of those typical 50s accents. <laughs> A 50s Valley, Canadian Valley accent. Yeah, from Canadian Ottawa Valley. <laughs> Canadian Napanee. And, uh, and, and Queenie was so excited to meet uh, new friends in her new neighborhood. Well, go on then. Go uh, hang out with whoever you'd like. Just scope out the neighborhood. Just don't go too far. You don't. Okay, want I won't to go too far. Oh, okay. oh, my God. I'm so excited to go so far. <laughs> what was um, that? Uh, no, nothing. Okay, have fun um, then. Okay. <laughs> okay, just going some a little bit far over here. Oh my god, who are you? I'm nobody. Don't tell anyone you saw me. Uh okay. <laughs> well, I guess I better get home where daddy's gonna know I've gone too far. Hey, wait. Hi, Dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, wait. You there, you new girl. What's your name? Yeah. Um, Queenie? Well, uh, me and some other local kids are daring each other to go into that old house. Wait, that old house that's, like, really far from my house? Well, I don't know where you live, but that house right there on the top of Napanee Hill. You see, okay. a long time ago, someone died in that house, and rumor has it, no one ever came for the body. 
Oh, God. So it stinks. You're telling me it stinks in there. Yeah, it's supposed to stink so much. And that's, <laughs> Look, that's the thing that makes it hard for us to go in there. That's why it's such a big dare. Everyone knows, everyone who knows me knows that I'm a super smeller. So if there's been a dead body in there and it stinks, then like, what's in it for me to go in there? Oh, she's a super smeller. She's, she's a super smeller. She's a super smeller. Super smeller. You if you're a super, super smeller, smeller, do you think you could go in there and sniff your way to the whereabouts of the dead body? In a heartbeat, yeah. We'll pay you a hundred Canadian dollars to do it. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay. You don't have to ask me twice. I'm going so Queenie, in. Okay. Uh, mounted the Mount Napanee, the Napanee Hill, towards the old house. And as she did, uh, her, uh, her smell buds <laughs> became inflamed with the smells of this new uh, area. Ah, ah, oh, it stings. Ew, and it stinks as well. <laughs> it's, oh my God, it reeks in here. Okay. Oh. Hold on a second. What the hell was that? I didn't realize I'm going to be smelling and hearing things. Oh, I think I've, I think I've uncovered the source. Help me, please. Oh my God. Why is everyone always wanting something from me? Now I've got to help whatever this is. Hello, where are you? Oh, I'm up here. I'm just, I'm in the master bedroom. Help me. Master bedroom? These things usually occur in a basement, but okay, whatever you say, I'll come. Okay, hold on. I'm coming up the stairs. Oh, hurry. I've been in here for five years. I broke my leg and all of my friends left me and just said I was dead. Okay, I'll come up, but I better not see a bone popping through the skin because I hate that. I don't want to see any bone popping through the skin. So can you assure me that, yes, your leg is broken, but is the bone visible? Because I can't deal with that. Well, um... Will you still come if I don't, if it's out? Will you leave? So you're telling me the bone is popping through the skin. Is that what you're telling me right now? I'm seeing if I need to strategically lie about this one. Okay, I'll come help you. Just hide the bone popping out with like a blanket or something. Have you got something like that in there? Um, I guess I can take my pants off and wrap it around the bone. No, 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 no. Just, okay, just stay as you are. I'm coming in. Meanwhile, back at William's uh, new home, he and his wife Betty were settling in for dinner, but Queenie had yet to arrive home. Darling, where do you suppose is Queenie, our daughter? Well, I told her to explore, but I didn't want her to go too far. And you specified to her to not go too far, did you? Well, I said, don't you go too far. And then um, she s said something and I was like, what? And then she was like, nothing. And then she ran away. So I assumed that she was listening to me, of course. Oh, William, William, haven't you any conception of our daughter and how and how strong-willed and defiant she always is? You can't just let her say something and not hear exactly what she said. Well, how much trouble can she really get into in Napanee anyway? Knock, 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 knock. Uh, excuse <gasps> me, um, Mr. and Mrs. Wallace? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. I'm a neighborhood boy. 
I recently met your daughter, Queenie, and me and some of the other neighborhood kids dared her to go up onto the old scary haunted house on Napanee Hill, but she never came back. She was going to sniff out a dead body. She said she was a super smeller. Is that true? She is a super smeller. Oh, sick. From her father. Sick. Anyway, we got really worried and scared. Uh, We're so sorry. We're just teens and we think she might be in trouble. Wait, did she, she just did it without any kind of offer of money? I gave her a hundred dollars. You gave Ooh, it to her, bad. or was it after? We promised it. Oh, okay, can I have the hundred dollars then, just in case? Uh, yes, sweetheart. Please do give us the hundred dollars in case she doesn't make it out. We that that's we are her next of kin. Oh, um, no, I was thinking more like you guys should go get her. Well, uh, we're just about to be sitting down for for dinner. Yes, it was going to be a nice meal. Would you like to join us? Oh, I've never had a family before. And we've never had a kid with a hundred (laughs) bucks. Oh, wow. So for a hundred bucks, I could join you for a family dinner and we see where things go from there. Well, no, then after that, we would like you to please leave. <laughs> okay. Oh, never mind. I misunderstood. <laughs> well, you know what, darling? I suppose if, if Queenie doesn't ever make it back, we, we could use a third. Yeah, we'd have the extra bedroom, of course. So for $100, I could have dinner here, and then if Queenie never returns, you could make me your own child? Mm, I don't see why not. Yeah then I'd better make sure Queenie never comes back. Sorry, what? (laughs) Oh, shit. Wait, don't go too far from the house. Uh, I'll be right back. I just need to do something. Uh, Don't eat dinner without me. I love you guys. We're eating in 20 minutes. I love you. Love you. Oh, shit. This fucking rocks. Back at the uh, haunted house, Queenie had been there for some time dealing with uh, the old presumed dead woman in the upstairs room. Or or man. Was it a man? Oh, I thought it was a woman. Um, Okay. Look, you've got me in here. You're not looking so good. Uh, And you promised me that there was no bone popping out of your leg and you lied. So we're immediately starting off on like this foundation of mistrust, which I don't appreciate. But can you help me or not? I've been up here for so long. You can just smell me outside. You know uh, that Yeah, smell? can I ever? What have you been eating anyway? How have you been? How, how are you alive for so, so long? What have you been snacking on? And what have your suppers been? No, well, I've just kind of like bugs that have come up to me, mice that have come up to me. I've just constantly shitting and eating that and just hold on. I think you're pretty lucky that they've been coming up to you. Well, yeah, the smell attracts a lot of them and they just start nibbling on me for a little bit. And then I nibble back and then we get share a little bit of a laugh and we just play back and forth before I just. Oh my God, this is so piglety and depraved. Like, I hate being part of this. Okay, what do I have to do to get you out of here? You want to get on my back or something and then we get out of here? We can take you down the stairs. You're strong enough to carry me. Yeah, look at you. You look like Kate Moss. And you you don't mind my smell? I'll put up with it for now. I'm getting a hundred bucks for this, so. No, you're not. You're not getting anything. And you're never leaving this room. 
Oh, come on. I hate this room. That's the kid that broke my leg. (gasps) Shut up, you old hag. (laughs) Ah, Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, lady, let him talk, lady. You're lucky. You're lucky I keep coming by and giving you bugs and mice to feed. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I'm the one who brings them up here. Yeah. So why don't you thank me, hag, old hag? Stop shaking me. I appreciate it. I really do. Now listen up, Queenie. Things have changed. Like what? Like, for instance, I don't care that you found the body anymore for $100. I don't. I'm trying to think of what I was trying to get out of that since I'm the one who killed the body and knew exactly where it was. But whatever that prank was to me in my crazy teenage brain, that's not what I'm interested in anymore because I've got parents now, your parents. And as long as you don't come back, that's what it's that's they're going to be mine. Okay, have fun with that. Like, yeah, have at it. I don't I literally don't care. They're so lame. Like, do you even know how lame it is to have parents? They don't even let you go far from the house. You have like it's so lame. Oh my gosh. I've been craving limits my entire life. Well, you're going to get them. And yeah, and get careful what you wish for. And dad's always like painting his face like red and blue. And he's like a complete freak. He's so embarrassing. And he's always like giving these speeches and like incensing like big armies, et cetera. Like he's so cringe. So you don't want to go home? No, I'll stay here. You know what? You get this guy out of here i'll fumigate i'll crack a few windows this is a guy i mean whatever what who are you anyway lady what is going on your name unrecognizable do we give you a name (laughs) no you just broke my leg and threw me up here that was the old me i'd never do that now queenie might though (laughs) well what if i made a little pitch to the two of you okay okay i'm all ears over these last five years, only eating the odd and, and bug and mouse, uh, my stomach shrank, and now I just have more than enough food for the Shut two the of you. Shut the fuck up, Hag, and get to the point. Well, I mean, I have more than enough food, <laughs> so what if I was your parent? What? I could be your parent. You could live here with me. I could, maybe you nurse my leg back to health, and then eventually I get to using the bathroom again. Okay, yeah. Let me just weigh that against the offer I got from these other parents who live in like a really nice house and have money and eat normal food. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. So if you guys want to work something out, that's cool. But Uh, Sorry, no. I believe I was just saying how much I hate having parents and how I really would prefer to have this place to myself. So if you could just like drag yourself down the stairs or go i don't know you don't you don't gotta go home but you can't stay here oh you're gonna take this place queenie yeah i'm gonna crack a few windows i'm gonna get you know i'm gonna get the feng shui moving in here a little bit and i'm not going back home i'm so sick of my mom and dad they're so lame we used to live in scotland which was so cool and now we moved here to this shithole sorry no offense untaken And so the teen boy moved back in with Queenie's parents, William and Betty, and started a life as a suburban child with true a true family. And meanwhile, Queenie moved into the old shack on top of Napanee Hill and she cracked a few windows. And before you knew it, it was a nice place to live and easily the nicest 
ta- uh, home in Napanee that was owned by a teenage girl. Squatter rights. And the old lady moved somewhere else. <laughs> if you uh, reconsider at any time, Queenie, I'm just, just laying down outside on the lawn. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> but when Queenie turned her back, the old lady had disappeared. Where she wa- went to this day remains a mystery. But every day, Queenie's super smelling kicks in in the morning, and she senses that the woman is not too far afield. Some say she's been spotted in the halls and corridors of the Western Hospital Fracture Clinic. <laughs> Some have smelled her in St. Joseph's down on the Queensway. And some have smelled her at the top of the CN Tower on the little point. <laughs> While doing what? The edge walk? <laughs> While doing the edge walk. Spooked. That was a scary story. That was scary. What really happened to that scary. old lady? Yeah. A true ghost tale. I, I mean, I might just show Damien this and he might start to believe. That's all you got to do. <laughs> wow. It was, a tr- it was a story of teenage emancipation. Yeah. Of an orphan finding parents. Yeah. Of um, uh, new new immigrants to Canada. Making a hundred dollars. Which mm-hmm. was back then. Cha-ching. It wasn't nothing. Yeah. And, old... and of an old lady uh, suffering and suffering. The resilience <laughs> of the human spirit to survive on bugs and rodents. <laughs> she was sort of a Christ. She was our Christ figure. That was an Easter story right there. <laughs> <laughs> Except that instead of three days, it was five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christ rotted in an old mansion for five years and then resurrected as a needy. <laughs> <laughs> broken soul who eventually became smell (laughs) that's right well thank you both for coming on uh where can everyone follow you jackie where can they follow you oh well you can follow me on instagram at jackie pirico j-a-c-k-i-e-p-i-r-i-c-o or you can always follow our podcast as well um how can we help podcast on instagram and twitter uh and mark you want to tell people how to to remit questions to us yeah you can find a form in our bio uh on instagram and twitter and you can uh, click on that and post an anonymous question uh, asking us for advice um so far most of them have been very polite and uh, (laughs) (laughs) some of them have been snarky and that's fine too um and you can find me um there or on instagram or tiktok at mark little comedy Amazing. And we'll be tweeting that out at Spook Podcast as well as at Spook Podcast on Instagram and go to the sonarnetwork.com where you can see a full profile on Mark and Jackie with direct links to their social medias as well as how can we help is all on there and go to the sonar shop and we have shirts. If you believe in ghosts or don't believe in ghosts, we have a shirt for you. Spooked. Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.